It's the 7 o'clock hour, and you're listening to the Morning Blitz. Oh, are we on the air? Sort of, yeah. Rick Corey. That's right. Had... Keep trying to get out of it. I... Brees Hulse. <laughs> Bryce Hulse. I'm sorry. Um... <clears throat> Coming to you from the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio on the Blitz 1170. Here at 6.57 on a cold start the day. It was about 26 degrees when we started. It's about 28 now. So it's only about 30 degrees colder than it was yesterday. But this too shall pass. By this afternoon, we'll be up to uh, nearly 50, which is tolerable, right? I mean, it's late February. Uh, 50 yeah. is not so bad. Yeah. Winter's and, just trying to throw whatever punches they have left. Right? It, and that, 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 you know what? This this is right. It's the 11th round. Winter is tired, and it's yeah. trying to do get that one more body blow in. But we're just going to stand on the ropes, arms together. Go ahead. Bring it. A little mm. rope-a-dope here because next got time. It, it'll be 70s on the weekend and then back into the 60s next week. And then before you know it, the flowers will pop out. That is Bryce Sulse in the other room. I'm Rick Corey. Neither of us weathermen. Neither of us are Travis Meyer. But we can predict that it will be warmer in the spring. All right, that's 658. Let's do this. Let's take a step back in time. Fire up Huey Lewis for a trip back in time. It's Today in Sports History with Bryce Hulse. On the Blitz 1170, brought to you by Triad Eye Institute. Now, grabbing the back of a Jeep while on his skateboard, it's Bryce Hulse. This day in sports history, February 28th, 1922, in the first formal college conference, conference basketball tournament, North Carolina beats Mercer 40-26 to win the Southern Intercollegiate Conference Championship. The 13-team conference keeps standings in its second season. 1926 at Crescent City, Florida, a train carrying several Cleveland Indians players derails. No players are injured, and pitcher George Uhl sleeps through the incident. 1940, college basketball is televised for the first time. Station W2XBS transmits a basketball doubleheader from New York's Madison Square Garden. Pittsburgh versus Fordham, New York University versus Georgetown. 1957, jockey Johnny Longdon's 5,000th career victory. 1960, the U.S. hockey team scores six goals in the third period to beat Czechoslovakia 9-4 and win the gold medal in the Winter Olympics at Squaw Valley, California. The U.S. is down 4-3 after two periods, but Roger Christian scores three times in the third. Roger's brother, Bill Christian, assists on two of the three goals. 1967, Wilt Chamberlain misses his first field goal in four games to end his NBA record shooting streak of 35 consecutive field goals during Philadelphia's 127-107 victory over Cincinnati at Syracuse. 1970, Carolyn Walker runs world female record marathon, 3 hours, 2 minutes, and 53 seconds. 1971, PGA Championship at the Nation- at National East. Jack Nicklaus wins the PGA Championship by beating Billy Casper by three strokes. 1987, Los Angeles Lakers broadcaster Chick Hearn calls his 2000th consecutive game for the club, a streak spanning 22 years. 1988, 15th Winter Olympic Games close in Calgary, Canada. 1991, Don Mattingly named the 10th New York Yankees captain. 1999, Diamondbacks pitcher Kenny Robinson is killed in a car crash. Teammate John Rosengren is arrested and charged with second-degree murder in the alcohol-related accident. Robinson pitched for the Toronto Blue Jays and Kansas City Royals from 1995 through 97. 2003, Patrick Ewing, New York Knicks legend and the first-ever NBA lottery draft pick, watches as his jersey number 33 is retired before a cheering crowd at Madison Square Garden. 2010, Sidney Crosby scores the winning goal in overtime to give Canada a 3-2 victory over the U.S. in the final event of the Vancouver Olympics. 2011, Cardinals hurler Adam Wainwright undergoes Tommy John surgery and will miss the rest of the season. 2013, Joakim Noah of the Chicago Bulls blocks 11 shots in a 93-82 win over the Philadelphia 76ers. 
2015, Anthony Mason, American NBA forward, New York Knicks and Charlotte Hornets, passes away at, four, at the age of 48 of a heart attack. 2021, the first game of spring training or play today, a glimpse of normality after one year of upheavals caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. MLB is planning to play a full season this year, and there are some spectators present with crowds limited to 25% of ballpark capacity. Birthdays today, February 28th, 1940, Mario Andretti, Italian-American audio auto racer, auto racer, Indianapolis 500 winner in 1969 and F1 world champion in 1978. 1955, Adrian Dantley, Hall of Fame jazz and Nuggets forward. 1966, Icky Woods, former Bengals running back. 1968, J.T. Snow, former Giants and Angels first baseman. 1975, Ricky Stone, former Astros pitcher. 1978, Jamal Tinsley, former Pacers guard. 1980, Tayshawn Prince, former Pistons forward. 1989, Carlos Dunlap, Seahawks defensive end. 1994, Alex Caruso, Bulls guard. And 1999, Luka Doncic, Mavericks guard. And that is This Day in Sports History, brought to you by Triad Eye Institute. You mentioned Anthony Mason there at 702. Do you realize he did play here in Tulsa? Oh, really? He, uh, the uh, Tulsa had a CBA team. They came here as the Tulsa Zone, became the Fast Breakers. And Anthony Mason played here uh, for the Fast Breakers oh. for a year. Um, I think uh, most of that year. And they actually won a 1989 CBA championship. Um, and that's a, that was a, a interesting time. They played out at the Pavilion. Yeah, yeah. Watched a few games out there. As a matter of fact, my wife, right before she came, became my wife. We were in the midst of getting married. Uh, did a, a PR for them for about half the year. They just mm. needed somebody, and she was around, and she did it for about half a year. As a matter of fact, it was my job most days to go over to the Arby's that was right there on the corner at 21st and buy all the media food and take it up so she can <laughs> hand it out nice. to the people up there. But, yeah, Anthony did play here in Tulsa. I asked her, what was he like? She goes, oh, he was he was a different cat, but uh, 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 always very flirty. <laughs> oh, okay. Right, 703 on the Blitz 1170. All right, let's go for some not sports. I have in front of me a list of all the places in the United States where it's the easiest to see a UFO, where there are more sightings, where there's more activity. Now, there's one, two things here that are really interesting to me about this, the reason I brought it up. There's one state, the entire state is listed as a hotspot with over 99% of a chance of seeing something if you live there or are there long enough. What state might you think it would be? Colorado. You're not far off. I, I just figured they might see it. It might not be there, but you know, they might. <laughs> You're thinking <laughs> Oregon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. New Mexico. Okay. Which makes some sense, right? And I, if if you've ever have you you've been in New Mexico? No. I, I, I think I've been through New Mexico, but I haven't been to New Mexico. One thing about New Mexico, and I, I love Albuquerque. My family and I have gone there a couple of times just to be there. Um, New Mexico and Arizona, actually both, they have that crisp night mountain air and things sparkle, and you can see them from a long way away. Mm. And I think some of this has to do with maybe that. But Arizona and New Mexico are that way. Oregon and Washington are really close to completely red. And then there's nothing in this part of the country. As a matter of fact, Oklahoma is one of one to about five states where they have a zero rating. Ugh. If you come here, you'll see us, and we're all different. <laughs> we're all UFO-ish, but that's really about it. Then if you get up in the Pacific North uh, Northeast, or the part of me, the Atlantic Northeast, you, you, up there you can see like a great deal of New Hampshire uh, and quite a bit of uh, Vermont as well. 
right. otherwise, in the middle of the, of the country, there's not any. I wonder if that's light pollution because you there's just yeah can't see that clearly. Well, but you you know, but then some of these like Kansas and Iowa, I mean, those you could yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Anyway, mm. the, for whatever reason, the UFOs don't come here. They they go to those places, and I think so, we all. Yeah, so uh, be okay with our skepticism, right? <laughs> I, I, you know, I, we all, we've always known that most of them went to California. I don't know if you saw this or not. It's a sad note. Gary Sinise, who's done so much for veterans, you know, Lieutenant Dan and all that, his son died of cancer. Oh. Uh, 33 years old. His son was McKenna. He called him Mac, and, and he announced it on his uh, uh, on one of his websites. I've seen Gary. Tulsa's played a couple of times, of course, in the Armed Forces Bowl. And he and his team, the Lieutenant Dan Band, or in his band, the Lieutenant Dan Band, played after one of those games. Mm, that's cool. uh, Tulsa lost that last second game to BYU. That one was actually played at SMU because they were working on it on the stadium over in Fort Worth. And his they they went and played after because I know we were leaving the stadium. Bruce and Shelby and some of our guys went over to the little park there by there and listened to his his band. I just, I just hate to see that because he's done. He's been so important for you know for veterans and he's been it seems like a guy with such a good heart yeah for sure all right if all the places that you think maybe you would you would get married i mean you're a young man you have a girlfriend and all that i don't know what that's like but um i'm being young or having a girlfriend uh <laughs> but i do know that when it's time to get married there are things you think of well there's a couple who decided they just wanted to do something completely different so they got married in a niche well they got married in a very different place any guesses <laughs> I, I think I know this one. Oh, did you, so you see I, it? I think, I think so. Okay. It's so I'm in, not going to say. It's inside a men's bathroom at a gas station. There we go. Now, you know, I've heard of people. Uh, look, if you go to Key Largo, there is um, a copy there of a famous statue from Italy. It's called the Christ of the Abyss. It's underwater. Mm. And it's really cool. And the one in Italy, and I can't remember the town, is a little bigger than the one in Key Largo. But I've been to the one in Key Largo in multiple times. It's really cool. Uh, Christ is standing underwater with his arms up, spread up, and he's looking up toward the surface. And it is used a lot for weddings. Oh, really? Divers will, will descend. Each diver will hold one of the hands of the Christ statue. And there will be a, a pastor in front in dive gear. And they'll go through the cards, and then you have a card that says, I do, or I don't. Of course, at that point, if you've already planned it, it damn sure better say I do, right? You already paid for the dive. So, I mean, that's a really cool, it's a a neat thing. You can find it online, too. So that would be number one on your list, and then this place, the the bathroom. (laughs) I guess the bathroom would be number one and number two, right? It could be. Yeah, it's an excellent, there's there's a promo. Bryce (laughs) Hulse just did it, folks, right there. Off the dome. Let's hear it for Bryce. Thank you, Rick. Uh, It was a gas station in Kentucky, uh, and the reason they did that is because they wanted to do something a little different. It's inside what they call a hop shop, and actually one of them works there. And so one of them said, you know what? I don't want to go to a chapel or any of those things. And if you rent some kind of a venue, so they just went in the men's toilet. I love how that's the reasoning, though. It's just like, I don't really want to go to chapel. I, I thought there was some backstory. Maybe yeah. she accidentally walked into the men's bathroom and was like, oh, sorry. And then they struck up a conversation. So you wait, know? What do you, she think she walked in? You think she walked in, saw something, what, I'm staying? <laughs> was, yeah, that's what he happened. Was, he was washing his hands at the end, and then just uh, their, uh-huh, eye, their sure. eyes met. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it was the hand washing part that got her, Bryce. I just figured there had to be you some story besides just. Dirty uh, little guy. Uh, <laughs> at any rate, they, uh, they, so they walked down the aisle Valentine's Day, and then they had slushies afterwards to celebrate everything. All I'm saying is look, nice. if you're thinking of something different, 
That's taken. All have right. to go somewhere else. Uh, I'm always fascinated by underwater stories. They have found a ship that vanished 120 years ago with 32 crew members, and no one ever knew what happened. Oh. They have found it. This ship is, uh, it went down with all hands aboard just off Melbourne, they thought. And they finally did find what is left of this ship. And I've, I've got, the, it's called the SS Nemesis. It was hauling coal, which was very typical at the time. Mm. And there was a storm in the area, but no one knew whether or not that's what had actually taken the ship out. And there was a group of underwater explorers looking for something else. And their sight scan ro- uh, radar picked up what was unmistakably a ship. And they started checking naval records and historical records and realized, you know, I bet that's the Nemesis. And they sent down a drone, and it was. So they have found the Nemesis. And can you imagine, it it is now so many years later, I'm sure there are surviving family members somewhere. And it's been longer than the Titanic sank, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, And so for many of those people, they had no idea. Wow. So you, you just knew the boat was gone. That's all. And so you knew, obviously, it was likely, you know, a storm or a wreck or whatever, but you didn't know where or any of those things, and now they have found it, which I thought was cool. Remember we told you the story about um, how there are several companies that are going to start delivering medications by drone? Yes. Yeah. Well, they're doing it now in Virginia, and they're yeah. doing it in rural, rural Virginia where it's hard to sometimes get to, so they're doing this by drone, which I'm still not comfortable with. I, I mean, if you're talking about something that's really important, you know, then I cannot imagine that I'm going to trust that. I mean, there are too many. I mean, some yahoo shoots it down or, a, mm-hmm. you know, an eagle takes it. I mean, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I realize drones are tougher than they used to be, but they are trying it in it's Emmamac County, Virginia. And so far, it's not been bad. They say the remote operator lowers a box with a string and then you go pick it up. And you don't have to go any more than a few feet from your front steps. And in this case, they were doing it for a 75-year-old lady who has a hard time getting out of her house, and it worked. Now, the only drawback, of course, is then what happens if there's bad weather? Again, what happens if something weird happens? Then you're without your medication, Mm -hmm. which to me is kind kind of a weird deal. But they are doing it. So, I mean, if you're interested, I know there was a time at which Amazon was talking about trying to do it around here. So I don't know if you can opt into that or not or whether it was actually being allowed. Uh, are you an Eagles fan? And I mean the band. Yeah, I like the Eagles. My wife is a huge fan of the Eagles. They are in talks now for a residency in Vegas at the Sphere. You know, they talked about stopping touring for a while, but they continue on with Vince Gill now as a front man, of course, without Don Henley. Or not Don Henley, but without... Um, um, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, I have. A- anyway, uh, so now they're 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 still playing, and they'd come through Tulsa. They, as a matter of fact, opened the BOK, um, and then now we uh, see them come back through a time or two since. And if you know, to me, one of the easier ways to see someone like this, if you love them, is in Vegas when they're in residency there, like Adele is right now. Although she's taking a break because she had a voice issue, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people like that will go into residency there, residency there, and you can find them in one place. And it's a place that's easy to get to, and you could be a two-day trip or whatever. So I think doing it in the sphere, then being in that building would be cool just to be in the building. Oh, yeah. Uh, so they are discussing doing that, which I thought. Glenn Fry, by the way, is who I was thinking of, and that would be really cool. Uh, did you ever watch The Sopranos? Yes, I, I got to the final season. And then they made the switch from HBO Max to Max. I got locked out, and then I was so <laughs> I was so lazy. I never 
like got to my sister-in-law in time to get her account uh, to get her email and to everything. To cheat it like, and go find yeah, 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 the system. It's, it's a fantastic show. So, so Bryce Lett tells us a woman found a guy in a, in a urinal and that he's cheating the system in TV. We are finding out a lot about you this morning. Oh. Well, apparently there's someone, and I never watched The Sopranos, and I know, oh, really, I, but I didn't. Uh, I don't judge. It's just it's fantastic. There was a star on that, Drea DiMatteo. You know who that is? Yes, I think that's, uh, um, oh, Chris's girlfriend. I forgot her name. But oh, yeah, oh, but I know well, her. Chris's girl- well, yeah, of course I know that. <laughs> uh, anyway, she's 52 years old, and she was, she's been out of acting, and she was trying to take care of her mother, who had some dementia issues, and she was trying to, she was losing all her money because she was not working and she was being a caregiver, and she eventually was in a position where they were, she was going to lose her house, and she couldn't get work. She found a way to pay off her mortgage, which was her house was about to be repossessed. Mm. And it also had flooded. It needed repair. She found a way to pay off her mortgage and pay that debt in five minutes. Want to guess how? Uh, no. <laughs> Only fans. Ah, oh, there it is. She didn't. She says, I didn't want to do it, but I went ahead and started an OnlyFans account, put up a few pictures Got immediate response, put up a few more. Five minutes later, she paid her mortgage. I, I don't want to guess and be right because then it just looks like you're telling on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't the- make it over to Max, but you made it yeah. to her site. I, I, I liked her as Adriana. It was Adriana was her character. Instead uh, of uh, Adriana has an OnlyFans now, apparently, and is paying off that debt completely. All right, let's get some birthdays that are not sports, shall we? Bernadette Peters, 76 years old, if you remember from The Jerk. She was in The Jerk, the Steve Martin movie. She was also in Annie and some other things, a Broadway star. Uh, Mercedes Rule, 77 years old. You might have to look her up. John Turturro, God, he's fantastic, right? He is 67 years old today. Ray Don Chong. Uh, oh. That is Tommy's daughter, and for a while she was on my five. She's nice. uh, she's 63, believe it or not, today. Uh, who else as we go down the list here? Uh, no, no, no. No, I don't care. Oh, Tommy Toon. Wow, but mm. 85 years old. My God. Mm. How did that happen? Uh, Mario Andretti. You mentioned that, I think, already 84 years old. From music, Cindy Wilson of the B-52s is 67. Oh, my Lord. B-52s. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Pat Monahan of Train is 55. Jason Aldean today is 47 years old. Huh. And that's a look at not sports here on the Blitz 1170. 7.15. He's Bryce Olson. I'm Rick Cummings. Uh, Rick Cummings. Who the hell's that? I'm Rick Corey. Coming up at 7.50. That's what I was trying to do there. Todd Anderson, Collinsville head basketball coach talk a little high school basketball in about an hour and 15 minutes tyler cass from thv 11 over in little rock in a little bit i want to tell you about the uh, what uh, what's special about the ohio state iowa women's basketball game i'll do that in a minute first i want to share with you fantastic news from frank sanders jr the folks at overhead door company of tulsa the commercial division there and frank have reacquired the residential side of overhead door company tulsa it's what his dad really started here back in the 60s when the local company was not doing well. His dad was killing it in Ada, and they said, hey, would you come up here, Frank Sr., and would you fix this? So he did. And he took over at Door Company to what it is today, which is the name when it comes to, to doors. But Frank Jr., after a, a diverse, diversifying, if, if you will, the business, began running it as commercial only. And so he was doing, and for one reason, that's really hard to do. I mean, you know, there's not very many people, really almost none, with experience in commercial doors. And I mean, commercial doors aren't different. They might look like a regular overhead door, but they're not the same. 
They operate more. Their operators or the openers have to be much higher duty, much higher, um, much more resistant. They've got to last longer. They've got to be tougher. They've got to be higher powered. You know, you might have a door, too. It's like a high-speed door so you can get it up and down quickly so you don't lose money trying to heat or air condition your air. I mean, all those things can happen, and with commercials, it's tough. But for years, they had diversified and did not own the residential division, and now they do again. Frank Sanders Jr. has reacquired the residential division, which means for all of us, you, me, anybody else, you can have that door now done by the same company who has done Amazon and Tulsa Police and Fire and BOK and other residential and commercial doors here in Tulsa for years and done it absolutely right. The same commitment to quality, the same picky that you get from Frank Sanders Jr., making sure that every job is right, and they can do everything. You just need it refurbed, replaced, and garage doors are not what they used to be. You can get something fancy. You can get something, uh, as I said, more insulated. You can get something that actually improves the look of your house. They're not just for the old days. You can do, you know, they can replace the operator itself. They can do adjustments, all of it. The brilliant news is it's all under one roof. And for you, it's one simple thing. Just go to overheaddoorcompanytulsa.com. That's all you have to do. Go to overheaddoorcompanytulsa.com, and you'll be able to find both residential and commercial under one name, the Sanders family. The Oklahoma State Cowboys call the Blitz 1170 home. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. You will hear those Oklahoma State Cowboys tonight as they'll be hosting UCF. That one tips off at 7 with a 6 o'clock pregame here on the Blitz 1170. The Oklahoma Sooners will be on the road tonight looking for their 20th win this season as they'll be at 8th-ranked Iowa State. Tip-off for that one is also at 7 o'clock. And in college basketball last night, Vanderbilt got the win over Arkansas at Bud Walton Arena, 85-82. 16th-ranked Kentucky beats Mississippi State 91-89 thanks to the game-winning two by Reed Shepard. And BYU upset 7th-ranked Kansas in Fog Allen to snap the Jayhawks' 19-game home winning streak, 76-68. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. Pardon me. I just read a response on our text line at the moment I turned the microphone on. It is 722 here on the Blitz 1170. Bryce Hulse in the next room looking at me quizzically. Which happens a lot, and I understand it's my fault. I, I, I force him to. I'm Rick Corey in here. So uh, there was a text yesterday afternoon to the pop the show with Pop and Colby. And it's about something I was going to bring up today, and that is the first NIL deal I've ever been jealous of. Yeah. And that is Jackson Dart of Ole Miss. Now, I think he's a fabulous player. Tulsa had a chance to go down there. Uh, Jeremy and I saw him in person. You know, this year, of course, he blocked out Spencer Sanders, who didn't really mm-hmm. get a chance to play any. And I think Jackson's a hell of a player. I thought he was good at SC, and I thought he was really good in that in that Lane Kiffin offense as well. Well, I don't know how this works out, but Jackson Dart now has an NIL deal with a private jet company. So he Pretty gets – good. And, and I don't know. I mean, we could probably find out the exact details of it. I know he, I mean, he, they didn't give him a jet. He gets use of, and I saw someone bring up uh, too on social media. And I thought of this immediately too, because it just happens when you're older is, you know, that's really cool, but you know, you got to pay taxes on that mm-hmm. because those services 
are taxable because that's something you would normally spend money on. And so, he, you know, there's going to be a – he's going to get a, you know, like a 1099 at the end of the year that says, okay, you you had this for this number of hours, and this is what you owe tax-wise. Now, I'm sure he has other NIL deals and probably won't care. But that's the first NIL deal I'm jealous of. Yeah, and that's the first of its kind. He can use it for travel, training, and philanthropy. Yep, uh, correct. So let's say, that you know, obviously, I mean, that explains itself. So he can do anything he wants to do, or he can go to L.A. to train if he wants, because a lot of guys, there are a couple of quarterback gurus out there that people will train with famously. Uh, and, you know, the philanthropy part, well, what if you're, you know, going to, to be a guest at a, you know, a cancer center thing or something along mm-hmm. those lines, and you could use it for that. And I don't sure. know if some of that they would write off themselves. But anyway, I thought it was really jealous. And someone had, had said yesterday by text, 918 this comes from 6655, that said, hey, man, what a deal, you know, and Jackson Dart. And I said, yeah, it's the first one I'm, I'm jealous of. And then I wrote back, where would you go first? <laughs> I don't think I can even read it. <laughs> Let's just say it. <laughs> Can you give us like the area? Let's just say it has to do with uh, a club you can join. Ah, okay. <laughs> that gets me nowhere. It does? Huh? A club you can join? You don't get oh, that? Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> so he's not talking about the destination. He's talking about the journey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what's happening right there. All right. And he also has an idea of who he'd like it to be, <clears throat> uh, which I won't get into either, but uh, <clears throat> let's just say rah rah sis boom ba. All right. So, uh, uh, so you know what? If you had use of a private jet like that, where would you go first? Oh, I don't know. What's good this time of year? I mean, I, I haven't been to Vegas. We always talk about Vegas all the, all the time after Super Bowl. Maybe I'd make a, a, a final trip there. And especially... Final? You hadn't gone yet. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that would be final. You already stop, written it off. Stop stepping on my logic here, Rick. Uh, yeah, I just, I'd just i probably go there because then you can... I mean, we talk about how mm-hmm. you can only be there for like a couple of days. <laughs> that's me. Anyways. Um, that's me. So, you know... If if I get to that point after two or three days and it's like all right it's it's time to go I I know I can leave on my own accord sure yeah no that that's just me on the one you know the couple of days there may be other people who you know who don't have that same problem it's just I can't take it after a couple of days and and I and you spend too much money after a couple of days I I know that I was ready to come home. Yeah, I think it was it was probably too. Now I enjoy being there. I enjoy kind of the energy. You know, and the shows, although they've gotten so expensive, you know, to to be able to go. But, I mean, there's just something about that that is kind of cool. But at at that point, it becomes, "Mm, I want to go home. Uh, So where would you go? 918-262-5072. And if you want to take somebody with you, you're welcome to tell me at 918-262-5072. I think uh, think I've given enough information. You know where Mm. uh, 6655 is going. Uh, But to let us know from yourselves, that's our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma uh, text line at 918-262-5072. And if you can think... Of a cooler NIL? Tell me. Because I can't. I mean, I guess you could have a deal with like a cruise company. Go anytime you want. Yeah. That'd be cool too. But you're, you're somewhat limited there because it's only going certain places where if you have a private plane, you go wherever you want. And you get there fast. So, That's the thing. It's hard to find like a cooler one. I mean, I, I could find one if you were, if you had an NIL deal with like Amazon or something. 
and were able no, to just, geez. <laughs> were that able used to be just, dangerous. I mean, yeah, and just kind of abuse that power a little bit but <laughs> with, with using Amazon Prime. But yeah, in terms of just a cool NIL deal, that's that stuff to be. It is. It is for me. I mean, I, I just as much as I love to travel, and then being able to do that kind of at a drop of a hat because there are times. I mean, all right, so you're not. I know you haven't tried had haven't traveled quite as well, but I'm just mm. really lucky. It's not because I'm cool. It's because I've been broadcasting games for years, and most of what I've gone, I've gone with teams. Or when I was a teenager, I moved furniture for, with my father, who uh, my stepdad was a furniture mover and a truck driver. And in the summer, I would go with him. So I would spend three weeks on the road with him, and then we'd be back home for a few days, and we'd be spend three weeks on the road. So by the time I was 18, I'd been in every state west of Massachusetts by truck. And I'd seen them all in, you know, by truck through windshield, not just, you know, skirting through. Mm. Uh, And so that's really, I was very fortunate from that way. But then starting to broadcast games, you actually spend a little time in some places, you know, even if it's a day, day and a half. I mean, nowadays with the way charters work and the way we travel at Tulsa, and I don't know about other teams, but we're maybe 24 to 26 hours in a city and that's it. That's yeah. land, go there, you know, get to the, you land on Friday and you go to the stadium and set everything up. You have dinner Friday night, you go to bed, you get up Saturday, you go to the stadium, you play the game, get on the charter and you come home. So generally you're landing here 26, 27 hours after you leave, but you still get a chance to go around and visit some things. And I did basketball for many years too, and then traveling with the talents. So I've had an opportunity to go places that I'm like, every now and then I'll be walk. I'll just think, oh, I really want to go there right now. You ever yeah. had a place like that? Yeah, a couple have come. To, a couple come to mind just because of how pretty it was there, which is San Diego, which I was there uh, when my brother was graduating from the Marines, like mm-hmm. um, at Camp Pendle. Is it Camp Pendleton? I believe it is. Um, and then Boise, really. Boise. Bo- Boise really exceeded my expectations. I went up there in 2021 when OSU was at Boise State, and uh, really exceeded my expectations. What made you want to go to Boise? <laughs> I always tell people this. I say. You know, if I tell just maybe even just a casual football fan that, you know, I marked Boise, Idaho as on my calendar as that's where we need to go next time for a football road trip, you'd right. be like, what? Why? <laughs> but if you're a true college football fan, you think about the Smurf turf mm-hmm. and you just I mean growing up again, that's one of those things that attracts you whenever you're watching college football and you see. You know, if you see a most group of five teams occasionally that are just kind of off the grid, mm-hmm. you don't really think about mm-hmm. it. But Boise was always that team, partially because, yes, they were good, like we talked about with like the Kellen Moore oh, days yeah. and everything. But their field always brought just this attraction from people of like, oh, I, want, I want to see what's going on there. And so just growing up with that, I've seen an opportunity to finally go and see it in person. That's what really brought me in. And, and what like, did you think when you were there? I thought it was really cool. I thought that uh, <laughs> that Boise State has a really good advantage at uh, for home games whenever they wear the blue helmets, blue jerseys, and blue pants. Because you from what they do, because from my vantage point, it, it made sense that OSU I think threw the ball thirteen times throughout that game because it was just I mean you talk about camouflage that you have to worry about uh, in the defensive backfield. Um, but yeah, and also just very nice fans. I mean, mm-hmm. I've got you know a lot of welcome to Boise's uh, throughout our time there, um, and just a really cool downtown area. Yeah, well, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, our hotel was just outside downtown, and the campuses are just all very close right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you forget it's like, well, this is this is the capital city, so it makes sense yeah. for everything to be going on here. Uh, really exceeded my expectations. What was your weather like? 
weather was really good. I mean, the weather was like late sixties, early seventies, and it was you know late September. Um, so it was it was really pretty. And, I, and again, that's what I think that's what always gets me first when I think about missing a place. Yeah, you know, is just thinking about the weather there because that's the way it was at San Diego. Yeah, it was just very very pretty. Yeah, well, as I said the other day, San Diego has the least gradient from high to low every day. They average only an eight yeah. degree difference. So I mean, you get up <laughs> in San Diego, you dress one way, and that's it. In Oklahoma, you have to take a parka, a singlet, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, a bathing suit, you know, a, a weather, you know, weather, you know, rain gear, possibly yeah. ice spikes, all for the day. <laughs> right, that's just the way it works. I've been there, I think, four or five times for games, five, for games, including the one bowl. And I have always found it to be a wonderful place. As a matter of fact, it was the first downtown I went, wow, I wish Tulsa was like this. And now it is. Yeah. I mean, it literally is. You, know, you walk outside, but Bardenay, I don't know if you where you, you know, had lunch or dinner, if you even uh, remember. I think it was called Sixth Street uh, where we were at. You know, not to be confused with, isn't it 6th Street famous in Austin? I think, I think so, it is. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's kind of their version of that. Yeah, there's a downtown restaurant called Bardenay that I just, mm-hmm. we found that's just fantastic. As a matter of fact, Dari Noka, and back then oh, he, wow. was, about, he was upstairs, but he was now, he was at, and now he's at ESPN. Mm-hmm. Dari and I were sitting there at Bardenay having, uh, having dinner. And it, this place was just wonderful. And I came out of Bardenay and they had, you know, they had the uh, the horse-drawn carriages and the little sidewalk stands and things like that. And you're like, wow, I really wish Tulsa was like this. And it's become a lot more like that now. I, I, I agree. It, first of all, they're really good people. I hate the turf. I think it's cool enough to see, but then yeah. you're right. When you're actually there, you're like, oh, God, this is ugly. I mean, then it's, it is hard to find players on there. They do a really nice job of wearing the exact same damn color at home, and oh, it's yeah. not stupid of them. Yeah. And everybody started, you know, there's the, you know, been a, you know, obviously we've done a bowl game at Coastal and you've got the teal field out there and Eastern mm-hmm. Washington has the red and Central Arkansas has that gray-ish. Yeah, they, and they do every like five or ten yards, yeah. right? It's purple, yeah. gray, purple, gray. Yeah, something along those lines. You know what I want Tulsa to do? I wanted them to do gold. Yeah. I think a gold field would actually be cool looking. Mm-hmm. And it, it wouldn't be like that blue field just sucks light. And it's right. really hard for the networks will complain about it's hard to light a game there and all those things. It makes it harder for a TV broadcast. And it can get to be troublesome or pardon for me, it gets to be old watching it on television. I think a gold would not be offensive, but it would be different. Yeah. And I think it'd just be sweet if they would go it, to it, a it gold. Like turf. A, it wouldn't give an eyesore, right? I, I mean, wouldn't would, think so. Because I mean, just think about it. I mean, you have a blue end zones. Mm-hmm. And then what if you did like the numbers and the hash marks mm-hmm. all blue? Yep. You know, I, yeah, or put the or red on red. there occasionally. Yeah. I just think Definitely it have look, the 20-yard line red, right? Yeah, yeah I think it'd look cool if they mm-hmm. did that. And I don't think, you know, the teal field wasn't hard to look at, you know, being that lighter color. Uh, the gray one, I you know, it kind of sucks light as well. Yeah. Isn't there a black one somewhere? Uh, I think there is. I can't remember where. I'll need to Google that. But, yeah, East, are you thinking of Eastern Michigan has that gray field? And they just, might, yeah, and, and it and looks, Eastern Washington has the red. Yeah, Eastern, Eastern Washington has the red, but Eastern Michigan they do a green or not a green. <laughs> That'd be crazy, right? Wow, that's a green different. field, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a gray field, and it yeah, it looks it makes the place look so depressing. Yeah, it just kind of sucks light as well. Mm-hmm. Seven thirty five on the Blitz eleven seventy. All right, so the question to you is: If you had that nil deal of a of a private plane anytime private jet, where would you go? And if you can think of a cooler NIL deal, let us know. Nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. Seven thirty five on the Blitz eleven seventy. We come back, I want to play you I thought fantastic words from Jeannie Baranchek as her Oklahoma Sooner basketball team prepares to take on Texas tonight. And if they win they win the regular season title in the Big 12. Now, they've locked up double buying the tournament and all those things. And we know that's, you know, a very big part of, of what's going to happen. But this is a team that started 6-5. and five. 
and they have just kind of bloomed. And I think it's what she said here, I think, is magnificent. I think it's what every college coach should be. So I want to play that for you. And then still to come in about, oh, 15 or so minutes, Todd Anderson, he's the head basketball coach over at Collinsville as we talk high school playoffs here on the Blitz. Your new home for the Dallas Cowboys is the Blitz 1170. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. College softball last night, the OSU Cowgirls got the sweep over South Dakota State in their home opener, winning the first contest 11-2 and the second 10-0. The Cowgirls will host Seattle this Friday at 3 p.m. And tonight, the Oklahoma Sooners will be on the road looking for their 20th win of the season. They'll be at 8th-ranked Iowa State. Tip-off for that one is at 7 o'clock. And tonight here on the Blitz, the Oklahoma State Cowboys will host UCF. That one tips off at 7 with a 6 o'clock pregame here on the Blitz 1170. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Hulse on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Blitz 1170 weather provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. Like hearing from you all the time. 741 on the Blitz 1170. That right over there is Bryce Hulse. I am Rick Corey. Coming up in about 10 minutes, Todd Anderson. He is the head basketball coach over at Collinsville. We'll talk a little playoff basketball with him. And then about 8.30 this morning, it's Tyler Cass from THV over in Little Rock. Um, I, I mentioned I wanted to play this Jeannie Baranchek thing. You know, we hear coaches say lots of things, and a lot of times you're going to hear coaches just with what I call coach speak, and I, and I get that. Well, someone asked Jeannie, uh, it kind of was a multifaceted question, but part of it was, hey, <clears throat> special having Texas here. You know, I mean, this is, you guys are leaving the conference and all that, and you're going to be together, so we know you're going to play each other. But it's the last time as Big 12 members here in Norman, and that's on the line, the conference title's on the line, how much more special is it than Texas, that kind of thing. I just thought this answer was just fantastic. Listen up. It's my hope that people don't necessarily come because it's Texas or even because it's for a conference championship. My hope is that people come because they've come before and they've fallen in love with this team and they want to come back and they want to be part of it. And I think anybody that comes to our games, and you guys have been to plenty, you can see people feel a part of this. You know, you can see that autograph line at the end of the game growing like crazy. You know, they're not they're not getting paid for that. That's not an NIL. That's something that we want to be able to do to serve our community. And you can see people wait till the end of the game because at the end of every game, our players are going up in the stands and they're thanking them. And so they've become our fans haven't come to cheer us on. Our fans have come to be part of what we're doing and what we're trying to build. And so to me, don't come because it's Texas. I don't, I, don't, I don't really care to see one horns down, one beat Texas shirt. I, I don't want to see any of that. I want you to come because you love this team. That's it. Come and be part of it. Come and be part of it. And that's, to me, that's more of the focus than it is about, because what if we're playing somebody else in our league? And I know we're not, and I know Texas is really good, and I understand rivalries. I totally get that. Um, I also understand there's an element at some point people are going to really start to come here because they love this team. Isn't that fantastic? I, I mean, like that. It's, it's the essence of why you coach. I mean, you coach to win. I get that. You coach to be around young people. You coach to improve their lives, all those things. You coach to make money. You coach for a career. 
But she's not focused on all that other stuff. She's just focused on we want you to be a part of this. And the fact that her team does those things and she points out that's what they want to do. Because trust me, I've known a lot of coaches who don't have – they don't want anything to do. (laughs) I used to work with a guy who said, hey, I'll be fine. Just keep the public away from me. (laughs) Honest to God. he He used to say that. And there are many coaches who feel the same way. I want to get this done. I want to leave. I want my team to leave. We're not involved in anything else. I mean, I, you know, I don't know if Nick Saban's guys went out and did a lot of this kind of thing, but can you imagine? It just doesn't seem like that. But that whole attitude, it just you got to you support the team, and that means that if you do that, it means it, it. It doesn't matter whether it's Texas or whether it's Little Sisters. It doesn't matter. You go. You go because you like that team. You go because you like those people. You go because you want to be part of the program. Something special. Yeah. You know, and I think we all can kind of get that when, with whoever it is you grow up with. And in your case, you went to Oklahoma State. And so you become a Cowboy fan and a Cowgirl fan. But I, I just like that. And you know, I don't care where she's coaching. I, I, if she, if that's the attitude and she's at Peoria State, then I'm going to be a fan. I just, I just thought that was one of the best answers I've ever heard a coach. Well, and I think that, you know, when you're in her position and you're building relationships with all these players, you know, you recruited them. Uh, you're seeing a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. You're building a, a family, essentially, with your team. I think a part of it is wanting the fans to kind of get that sense, right? To kind of feel like uh, it's more than just, all right, well, we're playing for a championship. Or again, like she said, we we're playing Texas. Mm-hmm. Got to get there and do the horns down and everything. It, it, she's trying to build on to the, the fact that, that there's more to it than just Much that, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. I think that that's really something special to be a part of. Whenever you catch that feeling of really caring about the team, no matter what's going yeah. on, uh, and feeling like you're a part of them, I think can be a really special feeling to grab onto, and that's what she's trying to do. Yeah, I know people who have done that. You know, I've, I've said before, and I told Dan Newman over at Union, who's one of my favorite dudes, and just got an, he just got put in another Hall of Fame. I mean, he's got to be getting that. tired of being in Hall of Fame mm-hmm. at this point because he's in so damn many of them. Uh, but he is as good as we say he is, and he's nationally known. I told Dan, we were talking one day, and I said, you know, my, my career goal when I retire is to to move to a college town somewhere and then buy every piece of their gear I can find and then just be that old guy that shows up at everything and nobody knows who he is. You know, Velcro joggers, the white socks mm-hmm. that come up just about to your calf, you know, the shorts, like the old coach's shorts, you know, the T-shirt that's a little too tight, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and, and trust me, doesn't look good, you know. And, and then they're like, hey, didn't you see – wasn't he at equestrian last week? Yeah, I mean, I saw him at tennis. Was it softball? Or the, I just want to be that guy. Be the super fan that people don't, and they really don't know, know about. And they don't know who the hell yeah. I am. I said, what is that? What's his tie? What is – you know, at some point somebody I'm sure would ask. That's the, kind of my goal, right? Mm-hmm. And you just buy into a program. And that's what she wants, but she wants it into that basketball team, and I think that's really fantastic. Speaking of women's basketball, uh, here at 747, Iowa State-Ohio State played this Sunday. It's it's an important game in the Big Ten. We know that. But it has set a record. It is now the most expensive ticket in women's basketball history, and I mean WNBA or NCAA women. The current get-in for a non-GA is $491. Oh. And mm. to Bryce's point yesterday, Caitlin Clark is the face of college basketball. Absolutely. Zach Eady is a guy that if you put his face up, people are going to go, okay, I uh, yeah, I know, mm-hmm, you know, he's that dude, and, and the people are going to know who Caitlin Clark is. 
She is the face of college basketball. I need to see exactly how far away she is. Okay, she needs 51 points to pass the LSU legend, uh, Mm. Pete Maravich, for the all-time NCAA record. Which So if that's their final game, that's going to be pretty tough to do, but hey. Did you see the uh, the his, his Pete's kids have commented now on how close yeah. she is to doing that? And remember when she broke the one record, there's like three female records. So it was like, okay, she's the all-time leading scorer, but she's not really the all-time leading scorer because she has to pass this one, and then she did. But she's still yeah. not really the all-time leading scorer. And we explained that, what, Monday or whatever mm-hmm. it was. I, thinking, I wonder if, she, if she's passed the Kansas gal I now. I don't know. I, I'm not sure because I haven't kept up since that Maybe point. See. I just explained it the one time, and then I just put it in the back, right. <laughs> yeah. I put it in the back seat and went on down the road. Mm-hmm. But I just thought that was an interesting note. And this is, and this is a higher price than any WNBA game ever has been for a current get in four hundred ninety one dollars and that was yesterday so as they get you know they get lower that might be more today i don't have a clue 750 blitz 1170 let's talk some more basketball let's do some high school it is playoff time and it is hot man i mean it is getting after it and it's a big big week for these guys it is collinsville I know you're going to go Collinsville. Yeah, really, really good. And they've got Hall and Hall this weekend. We talked to uh, the Hall and Hall coach, Teddy Owens, just this week, and he said, hey, we got to watch out for these guys. Well, let's get with their head coach, Todd Anderson, and find out more about them coming up here on the Blitz. Download the Blitz 1170 app now inside your cell phone provider's app store. You don't need a radio to listen to the Blitz. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Oklahoma City Thunder beat the Houston Rockets 112-95 last night for their sixth straight win. Shea Gildas-Alexander scored 31 points for the Thunder. Jalen Williams added 24, and Chet Holmgren had a double-double, 18 points and 13 rebounds. The Thunder will be at the Spurs tomorrow. And in college basketball last night, Vanderbilt got the win over Arkansas at Bud Walton Arena, 85-82. 16th-ranked Kentucky beats Mississippi State, 91-89, thanks to the game-winning two by Reed Shepard. And BYU upset 7th-ranked Kansas in Fog Allen to snap the Jayhawks' 19-game home winning streak, 76-68. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson on the Boots 1170 and streaming on the Boots 1170 app.